This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods Network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast network of your choice. If you're listening to me for the first time, I'm a regular guy podcasting from Southern Africa and I'm sharing my real life experiences with other regular people. My life is not perfect and neither is yours. I'm a believer and a Christian and that's what keeps me afloat. This doesn't shield me or give me any sort of immunity from the challenges of life, but I have the greatest treasure in life and that is hope in Christ. When all else fails, that alone is my solid ground to persevere through this life. What is your hope based on? Check out more of my other podcasts and see what I've been through along with some of my guests and hopefully you hear why you should never give up in your life too. Now, I've been thinking a lot about what I want to talk about these past two weeks since I couldn't get uh, two of my guests that I've been looking to have, um, that I scheduled to have on the pod. Um, so I, I was debating upon things that I should talk about and something that's been on my mind for a while is uh, basically what I decided to do. And that's what I'm going to talk about today, how to save a life. Naturally, I'm a helper. I go out of my way to just help someone kind of a person. I'm also a very keen as well as passionate advisor. I like sharing my experiences, my knowledge, giving tips or heads up to people about situations. I even always make that extra effort trying to make sure people don't make the same mistakes I made, whatever that may be. I'm so easily entrenched in this that it often irks my wife who thinks it kind of exposes me to people who like to take advantage of my personality. And she's right. Sometimes I listen to her, but often I forget her wise counsel. I must say I'm getting better at being wise about it and learning when to be able to use this superpower or when not to. Today I'm diving into something that all of us have kind of experienced. Even if you do not have the same type of predisposition of being eagerly interested in other people's welfare, you have at least that one person, one relative, co-worker, teammate, maybe even a spouse who you constantly want to help or whose welfare you're concerned about. Except this person just won't listen to your advice, respond to your overtures or willingness to help, 
and they are heading right into a disaster. What makes it even worse is that you are helpless to stop it. You've seen it happen before, maybe, but you know how it all ends. Could be prison, death, heartbreak, death. They may be making a wrong decision time and time again. They just keep ignoring or worse still, they agree with your advice, but it just doesn't matter. They'll do what they do anyway. What does the world say about that? If you've done all you can, be at peace with it. But no, peace about such situations doesn't come that easily. It eats you up and you just wish you could do something about it. And no, you really can't. I've been here before. Um, I will always be somewhere like this in future too where there's someone I wish I could save, but I can't. One of my brother's favorite songs uh, done by an artist called The Fray is How to Save a Life, which speaks clearly of this kind of situation. And the different stories in the song that talk about really a situation where you kind of want to help somebody or could have helped somebody, but you couldn't. In a way, the song does kind of give what you call a good outcome or a good few ending. But in real life, the outcome doesn't always change. It won't change. Maybe the person dies by a preventable cause, goes to prison, takes their life, accumulates insurmountable debt, loses their spouse and family, their job. It's just so painful to watch, to think, what could I have done? To carry their pain, to mourn their loss, to see the cycle repeat itself, to blame yourself for it, to just ask, how could I save their life? To be, in a way, the helpless helper. There's a lot of imperfections in all of us and being in such a position doesn't mean we got our lives right. It doesn't make our mess any better than that of the other person that we are hoping to help or does it. Who knows? Maybe we are that person who needs the saving. But I honestly can't explain exactly how or the way they must feel. But I'll try because I have needed serving many times and this is how I felt in those times. When I was depressed, when I made a mistake that I felt was crushing big in my life, I felt like I deserved the punishment of the consequence. That was one of the first things. I felt like asking for help or advice, which I spanned that people were offering was pointless. Like asking for help because I was offered that help in the first place and I spurned it kind of seemed pointless to me in that time. I guess part of it is pride, part shame and part fear of the I told you so speech, you know. For most other times, it was just complete regret or the process of regurgitating the notion that 
something is wrong with me or must be wrong with me or I'm never going to change, I'm not going to change. And the one other thing I'll add here is, is, that, is that feeling of I got myself here and I'm going to have to fix it myself, which is never actually fixing and made things worse whenever I tried to fix it. It gets worse from here on because I finally felt like in those moments, it's too late to turn back. Maybe I'm in too deep. And so many people or others seek the escape of taking their lives. Thankfully, I did not. And I'm extremely grateful that many times thoughts like this have crossed my mind at different times of my life, but have ended just at that, a thought. Having been here or in such a mindset of a lost life before hasn't or doesn't necessarily help me in understanding how to save a life of another. It just doesn't work that way. Yep, we reach out or we try. The fact is, some situations are so different to the extent that most times when someone is spiraling out of control, we need to cut them from our lives. We have to watch from a distance because their behaviors or perhaps their predicaments take a toll on everybody else, and this too isn't good. Other times, they cut you out of their lives with petulance, or some similar attitude. There are just other times also when some of their actions are not to be condoned. This life, this victim, sometimes is not always a victim. And we should be ready to accept that. You know what makes it more tasking is that you keep hoping hoping for change or that sometimes that change in the person lasts longer than last time because sometimes they, they, they do change or make positive uh, actions or changes in their lives to improve their situations, but it just doesn't last. You sometimes see the signs, but like a blur, they disappear and the normal cycle resumes. You hear the news about that life from others. Sometimes you wish it weren't true. But it is. The outcome was exactly as you feared. And you sort of curse yourself for knowing that it plays out like it did. Maybe you spoke it into existence. That's the way I feel about these situations when I see my friend, relative, or whoever in this situation. When I got the call of the demise of a former colleague who took their life, knowing their story and how it inevitably ended just brought more questions than not for me last year. One question that sticks out was, how could anyone or I have saved their life? Today, when I see my close friend repeating the cycle of the same terrible bad decisions that they've always made, inevitably 
explaining away the consequences that they face, I asked the same question as I now reduced to a helpless spectator, ask how can I save this life? When I see another of my friends lose their spouse, their kids splitting homes, I'm saying in my head, they have the power to stop this cycle. But how do I save their life? The life I wish I could have saved or I could save is of a young man. He was 12 years old when I last saw his innocence. That charming smile, a talkative but intelligent being, a curious mind, a free spirit. You can't help but be drawn to him. Well, 12 years later, today, at 24, he is a shade of this 8th grader self that he was. He has been to places I couldn't imagine associating myself with or anybody in my family. He has no permanent place of abode. He can't be traced unless he wants to. He's got no permanent phone number. He shows up once in a while when he, and when he does, I don't know whether to be glad or afraid to see him because I don't know why he has reappeared when he does and what sort of baggage he brings. He looks roughed up at 24. He has seen more than I have as a middle-aged man. But all of it could have been avoided. He still has the smile, the charm, but it won't ever mask the road he has been on. No one wants him, at least this version of him. Even I have given up on him, and yet I love him to death. I gave up much too much to try to help him. But that all came to a head once, and I had to let go. I still lose much sleep when I think of what could have been of him. I also think that at 24 years of age, he has lost much, but he's still young enough to make the rest of it matter. But I don't see any signs of, of that in him yet. Two years have passed since I last saw him, but I hear of snippets about him from family. No one really knows where to, to find him. There are many things I would like done over in my life, and his is one of them. But that's basically it. I'm a helpless helper, and I've always been. I just didn't realize it's this painful in living color to see someone's life ruined to shreds with a front row seat. Many years ago, I, I read the book um, The Great Gatsby by Scott Fitzgerald. And one of the famous quotes in there is, the loneliest moment in someone's life is when they are watching their whole life or their whole world fall apart and all they can do is stare blankly. End of quote. Well, this has happened to me personally many times. 
But I figure that Scott Fitzgerald should have known that it's also just as lonely to watch someone else's life fall apart and all you can do is stare blankly. In the Bible, in the story of the prodigal son, the younger son took his share of the father's wealth, went on a rampage, wasting it in a rebellious lifestyle. When this wealth was finished, reality sets in and he ends up at his lowest working in a pigsty, in a piggery, and basically eating the same food as, as the pigs. He was right down at the bottom of the totem pool. One day after mulling over his life, he says to him, to himself, this is too much. If I'm going to be down here, I might as well just be a servant in my father's house. So he rises over his pride, his shame and all to return to his father to ask for forgiveness. He is welcomed back by his father. What a beautiful outcome to that story. I've certainly been a prodigal in my life too. Many of us, I'm sure, in different situations. And thankfully for most of us, getting back on track was the outcome. But for this life I shared with you, this 24-year-old that I have been talking about, I'm still waiting and hoping for his life to turn into a beautiful outcome to at least get his life on track, no matter how late that may seem. I suppose you're wondering who this mystery person is, right? This podcast is dedicated to my nephew who lost his way found it, then lost his way, found it, lost it again, and is stuck in this cycle. I pray for him, I think of him, and I cry for him. If I only knew how to save a life. Well, that does it for this episode of the Pretender Podcast. Please continue to send in your feedback on the contact provided in the episode notes. Please remember to rate and review my show. And if you don't want to miss an episode, bookmark it on Apple Podcasts or follow my show on AfriPod, Stitcher, and Google for Android users. And you'll get notifications every time I post an episode. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.